Good morning, everyone, and welcome to First Parish in Concord. It's a beautiful July 4th weekend. We are here gathered for church, and I'm waiting for Lily to get me spotlighted. Then you'll be able to see my face. There we are. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church this morning. Um, we are glad that you have joined us. We're hoping you're having a wonderful Independence Day weekend and that the weather is sunny and beautiful wherever you are. We have gathered this morning not only folks who regularly come to First Parish in Concord, but people who have been tuning in from all over the place. So no matter where you're joining us from, we are glad that you have chosen to spend an hour with us this morning. We hope that it feeds your spirit and that it helps you feel connected to each of us. I know that personally, I miss terribly seeing all of you on Sunday morning. Um, this is a decent substitute, but it's not the same. It's not the same as shaking your hands or giving you a hug on Sunday morning. And I know it's not the same for you all. But if we consistently show up here on Sunday mornings, we can at least feel like we're together through this pandemic and it will help all of us. I know it helps me to have you show up for church on Sunday morning. We were listening to the music of Rob Humphreyville. He is our guest uh, pianist this morning. So the recorded music that you'll hear through the service is from him. Uh, those of us who know him in person know what an amazing, fun guy he is. And it's nice to have his music included this morning. Uh, as is our practice, we'll go to gallery view and we'll see who else is leading worship this morning. It's a smaller crew because uh, we're on summer, but let's go and see who's here. All right, uh, first up, um, we've got Lily Vanderzanen on uh, tech, and there's a lovely picture of the church. Uh, can we see a lovely picture of you, Lily? There you are. Good morning, everyone. And Anderson Manuel is here. Good morning, everyone. So happy to be here with you this summer. And rounding out the team is Don Van Patten. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be together. Yes, it is. Good morning to all and welcome to church this morning. Our call to worship this morning are words from my friend and colleague, Wayne Arneson. He writes, take courage, friends. The way is often hard. The path is never clear and the stakes are very high. Take courage for deep down, there is another truth. You are not alone. Let us worship together. I invite you to find a chalice or a candle. Anything will do really um, near you. It's a good practice for us to do this. And together we will light our various chalices or candles in our homes and know that just as this symbol connects us to all Unitarian Universalists around the world, it also connects us to one another. And together we'll say our unison words together. O flame of our faith, open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength. Enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours, this sacred essential moment now. And now Anderson Manuel is gonna help us with our opening song. Good morning, everyone. So happy to be here with you this morning. Please join me as we sing this wonderful song, um, this wonderful song together. And this song, I hope that you have, you are ready to sing with me this morning, is one of our favorite songs. It is Wuyaya. And this song um, is written and made famous. It was written by a Ghanaian drummer. And what is cool about this song is that it is, it is the title of a song that was written by Ghanaian drummer Saul Amarifio. But it was, um, it, the arrangement that you're gonna hear this morning, it's, it comes in our singing the journey, comes from the Virgin by Yese Banwell. Um, the words are affirming and encouraging. They support human dignity and without question, a Unitarian Universalist affirmation that every person has the right, even the responsibility to search out truth and meaning. Please join me as we sing together. We are, yeah. we are going 
Heaven knows where we are going, but we know within. And we will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there, but we know we will. It will be hard, we know, and the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. Heaven knows how we will get there, but we know we will. Woyaya, 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 woyaya. We are going. Heaven knows where we are going, but we know within. And we will get there. Heaven knows how we will get there, but we know we will. It will be hard, we know, and the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. Heaven knows how we will get there, but we know we will. Thank you, Anderson. It's great to sing that song. That feels exactly how I feel. We are going and heaven knows where, but we will get there. So I'd like to take a little bit of time to talk to the children who have joined us. We know there are always kids who have joined us for Sunday morning, and so this time is especially for you. I have a question for you. Have you ever been hangry? Hangry. Now that's kind of the mashup of two words. One word is hungry, and the other word is angry, and if you put them together, you wind up being hangry. Well, I've been hangry a few times in my life, even once just last week. And uh, there are stories in my family about when I was a little kid, when I was about your age. And if I was in a bad, bad mood, Everybody in my family just knew that you had to give me something to eat and then I, my mood would improve right away. In fact, my mother is famous for yelling out of the kitchen, would somebody please give that child something to eat? And so that was all they had to do. Just give me a little something to eat and I'd stop being hangry because I wasn't really angry. I was just mostly hungry and it was the being hungry that made all of the other bad parts of me come out. Because I was hungry then, I didn't have any way of dealing with a temper tantrum or saying something mean to my brothers or my sister. And so my family knew that the way to cure that, the way to have a much nicer Howard, was to just give him something to eat. Well, the same has been true my whole life. And I have learned over the years, sometimes the hard way, that when I get hangry, I'm not very nice. So I have a secret weapon and I wanna share it with all of you because some of you might get hangry from time to time too. I just carry one of these things. So this is just a granola bar and it doesn't have to be this brand at all. Um, though I do like this brand because you see what it says here? It says kind. This is a kind bar and this one is almond and coconut, which might not be your flavor of choice, but they've got lots of different flavors. And I'm not, this is not an ad for the kind bars. You can use anything you want, but I like it that this one actually reminds me to do two things at once. That if I eat a little something, I'll stop being hangry. And that the whole point of not being hangry is to be kind. So I just know that wherever I go, in the car or on a hike or even in my desk drawer, I just keep, you know, little food around because that's going to make me a much nicer person. And I think that one of the things as Unitarian Universalists that we do really well 
is that we are people who want to know ourselves. We want to know why we do what we do. We know that we're not perfect. We know we're never going to be perfect. We know that we're going to make a lot of mistakes and that we're not going to get it right every single time. But we want to know why. Because it's in knowing why that then we can figure out how to do it better next time. So if you stick with us through the rest of the service, we're going to hear an old, old story about a whole bunch of people who were hangry. And we're going to see how that turns out very soon. I'm glad you've joined us this morning for church. Welcome to all of you. Let us go to our reading. Our reading this morning comes from the book of Exodus. So Exodus is actually the oldest book in the Bible. Uh, the Bible's kind of funny because they always put Genesis first and then Exodus because they're trying to kind of tell the story in the way they think it happened. But the oldest writing that some of us have access to is Exodus. And so Exodus is really great because I love it. It's, it's one of the most raw books. I mean, the people are really real in Exodus. There is no glossing it over. When they're angry, they're angry. When they're happy, they're happy. And one of the best things is in Exodus, nobody is afraid to argue with God or to tell God off occasionally. So listen to this excerpt from Exodus. This is Exodus 16, 1 through 9. On the 15th day of the second month after they had left Egypt, the whole company of Israel moved on from Elim to the wilderness, which is between Elim and Sinai. The whole company of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron there in the wilderness. The Israelites said, why didn't God let us die in comfort in Egypt, where we had lamb stew and all of the bread we could eat? You've brought us out to this wilderness to starve us to death, the whole company of Israel. God said to Moses, I am going to rain bread down from the skies for you. The people will go out and gather each day's rations. I'm going to test them to see if they're living according to my teaching or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they have gathered, it will turn out to be twice as much as their daily ration. Moses and Aaron told the people of Israel, this evening you will know that it is God who brought you out of Egypt and in the morning you will see the glory of God. Yes, she's listened to your complaints against her. You haven't been complaining against Aaron and me, you know, but against God. Moses said, since it will be God who gives you meat for your meal in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, it's God who will have listened to your complaints against her. Who are we in all of this? You haven't been complaining to Aaron and me. You've been complaining to God. Moses instructed Aaron, tell the whole company of Israel, come near to God. She has heard your complaints. That ends the reading. So a little backstory to catch us up for where we are. So the Exodus story, as we all know, uh, really begins with the ancient Israelites, the folks who became modern day Jews. They have been captured and taken off to Egypt and they are slaves there. They can't uh, leave, they have to work, and they've been there for quite a while. And they've been there long enough that Egypt's kind of home and it feels pretty comfortable. It's not the best, um, they're not free, they don't get to do the things that they would like to do, but they're at least fed and they've got a roof over their heads and there's some sense of community there. Well, then it gets bad enough because Pharaoh just gets meaner and meaner and meaner. And God finally says, I'm fed up with this Pharaoh guy and I'm gonna get my people out of here. So God sends all of those plagues. We know them really well. If we ever do a Passover Seder, you know about the plagues, the locusts and the boils and the cattle diseases and all of those things. So um, God is getting his people out of Egypt. 
and they wind up getting out of Egypt. They cross the Red Sea, Moses leads them, they get on the other side, and they're safe. And what does our story tell us? They aren't but a few weeks out of that old way, but they start complaining. They say, it would have been better to let us die in Egypt because at least our stomachs would have been full. And so they start complaining against Moses and Aaron. And some even suggest that they should go back because here they are in this wilderness. Um, they got nowhere to live. They don't have a steady food source and they don't quite know what to do with themselves. So then we see this whole interchange back and forth. When Aaron and Moses assure the people that yes, their complaints are being listened to, not only by them, but in fact by God. And this got me to thinking about the times that we are living in. There are so many of us who would just like to go back to the way it was. Can't we just be comfortable in a pre-COVID-19 world? Can't I just have my regular job? Can't we just have our regular friends and the regular things that we do? Why do we have to stay home this whole summer? Why can't we fly? Why can't we go out to restaurants? Why is our life so rotten now? Couldn't we just go back? Well, the truth is, you never get to go back. Life moves in one direction. You can remember the good things that there were. You can even be really sad or angry that you no longer have them anymore. But life only moves in one direction. And so here we are. Here we are, we're wandering in the desert a little bit. We are having to figure out what life looks like amid this pandemic and in what will be post, well, there's never gonna be post COVID-19. There will only ever have been pre-COVID-19. In fact, one of the things that uh, this pandemic has reminded me the most about is the HIV epidemic, the AIDS epidemic, because in our world, there's only pre-HIV and living with HIV. It is still very much with us. And so I imagine our experience of COVID-19 is going to be somewhat similar, that the world has changed and though there will be medicines that help and there may even be a vaccine, we don't ever get to go back to what was before. And this brings me back to the children's message because God is really smart in Exodus. God doesn't say to the people, all right, well, you know, I opened up the Red Sea once and brought you over, well, let's do it again. Let's just go back through the door. I'm sure Pharaoh would take you back because he's got a lot of jobs now that are not being done. And, you know, he's not gonna be any nicer when we go back, but we could go back. No, God doesn't say that. God realizes that the people are hangry that they are mad because their basic needs are not being met. And so just like my mother dealing with me when I was a little kid, God says, okay, if you trust in me, I will give you food. And when I give you food, then you will know that I'll tell you how to go forward through this. We don't really know where we're going. We don't know how fast we'll get there, but we'll go forward and we'll just move steadily day by day. And I think that that's all that's asked of any of us, is to just keep moving forward, to just stay connected with who we are and what we believe, to just trust that our leaders, most of them, really have our best interest at heart, and that we should listen to them and that we should help them. And if we are leaders ourselves, that we should just listen to the people and give them some of what they need, but don't lose sight. Don't ever lose sight of where we're going. So there's a question I'm gonna put in the chat and I invite you to write a brief response to it. Let me get it here. So the question I have for you this morning is, what have you been complaining about that you need to trust will be taken care of? What have you been complaining about that you need to trust will be taken care of. Take a minute or so and write a response in the chat and then I'll read some of them.
All right, let's see what you put in the chat. Let's see what we are complaining about in the wilderness. So a new right hip, a haircut. Oh my goodness, so many of us need a haircut. Not seeing friends and family, that I can't travel to see family, children living far from home, inability to hug loved ones, loneliness, ability to visit mom in a senior living home, a president out of control, fear that the lull in Massachusetts is temporary, work or the lack of it, whether my kids will ever be able to freely hang out with, kid, with friends again, travel to see friends, finding a lost young relative, my skin problems, climate change, missing people, missed opportunities for my son, that we can't be close to people we love without feeling the threat of illness, access to certain medical care, absence of the known, not being able to visit my brother, other people's social distancing or lack thereof. These are all things that are very real, just as the hunger in the belly of the ancient Israelites was very real. May we be wise enough to trust that if we hang together, these needs too will be resolved. Let us hear Anderson sing a song. Uh, just like you, I have a lot of worries. But this is the power of music. Music always releases some of the emotions that we have. And one of the songs that I continuously sing is one of my favorite songs. It is called The Storm is Passing Over. Open your heart and open your mind and just listen to the song with me and know that this storm will pass and it will not be easy but together by working together this storm sh also shall pass please sing with me the storm is passing over this song is originally written by charles a tingley in 1905 and it is a song that we sing a lot in the unitarian universalist face and today i would like to share with you a couple of different versions of it here we are the storm is passing over. Encourage my soul and let us journey on. For the night is dark and I am far from home. Oh, thanks be to God the morning light appears and the storm is passing over the storm is passing over the storm is passing over hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Oh, bills rolling high. And thunder shakes the ground. Though the lightnings flash and tempest all around. But Jesus walks the seas and calms the angry waves. And the storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. The storm is 
passing over. Hallelujah. The stars that disappear and distant lights are day. My soul is filled with fears. The seas are breaking and I hear the master cry. Be not afraid tis I and the storm is passing over and the storm is passing over and the storm is passing over hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, the storm is passing over, and the storm is passing over, and the storm is passing over, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Anderson, so much for that music. It's so great to hear you sing on Sunday mornings with us. We've come now to a time of prayer and meditation in our service. I have a few things that are on the pastoral list, and in a moment, you'll be invited to speak the names of those whom you are thinking about um, just right there uh, in your homes. This morning, uh, I wanna let you know that Peter Nickel is home recovering from a brain tumor biopsy earlier this week. And his family welcomes messages of support as they deal with this sudden and uncertain news. Um, they would ask that you just send them a card or a note at this time, an email. And so our prayers will stay with Peter Nickel and with Leslie and the kids as they proceed down this unexpected uh, road. This morning, I have the sad duty to report that our social justice manager, Adrian Betancourt's mother, Carmen Betancourt, passed away on, June, on July 3rd at the age of 87. And she had had a massive stroke and went uh, pretty quickly after that. Adrian is blessed by her that her brother and sister and niece were able to drive down from New York to share time with uh, her at the hospital and with her mom. Sympathy cards for Adrian can be dropped off at First Parish. Uh, just put them in the side door mailbox and we'll go ahead and forward them on uh, to Adrian. She's now living down in the DC area during COVID-19. And lastly, Peggy Gallo is in a rehab facility. She is uh, recovering from a successful hernia surgery, so our thoughts and prayers remain with Peggy. If there is someone on your mind this morning, someone who is experiencing a great joy or a great sorrow, I invite you to speak their names aloud into the space where you are worshiping. And let us sing together now, Spirit of Life.
Will you pray with me? Spirit of life, as we gather this Independence Day weekend, let us remember both our independence and our interdependence. Let us give thanks for the freedoms we enjoy, but let us be even more thankful that we walk in the company of others. Guard us against the sin of ever thinking that we are self-sufficient. Guard us against the sin of believing that we can go it alone. Guard us against the sin of imagining that we are better than someone else. As floodwaters cover our land, floodwaters of bigotry, floodwaters of racism, floodwaters of inequality, floodwaters of hate speech, floodwaters of division. As floodwaters cover our land, let us remember the Israelites of old. Let us remember how they were brought safely through the floodwaters. Let us remember how grateful they were to be on the other side. And let us remember how quickly their discontentment arose again. The journey we are on is not an easy one. The journey we are on will not see all of us enter a promised land sometime soon. And the journey we are on will certainly transform us, you and me. It will require us to be the best people we can be it will require us to be our most kind. It will require us to see beyond our own selfish needs. It will require us to work with strangers. Spirit of life, let interdependence grow in us. Let the real work of community be fostered in us. Let the transforming power of love change our hearts and let us ever trust in you, trusting that we too will make it through the wilderness. Let us hold a mindful silence together. Amen. Just as we are reminded each week that we are not alone, that we are in fact in community and that we need one another, we are reminded each week that we have yet another opportunity to be generous. We know that First Parish exists and that its message is broadcast out to the world simply because we pool our resources. We each give a bit of what we have to make this amazing congregation strong and bold and caring and loving. Soon a number will appear on your screen. You can just text that number 
If it's the first time you're doing that, have a credit card handy and it will prompt you through how to do that. Just text a whole number to that, that number, a two zero or a five zero or one zero zero and it will walk you through the process. You can of course always send in your pledge checks to the church office. Uh, the church office is open and running and will process those. It's also possible to give by simply going to the website, firstparish.org. The morning offering will now be gratefully received. to hear Rob playing under that slide. We are saying farewell to a long-standing staff member at First Parish in Concord, and I wanted you to just hear a little bit about her and, uh, and offer you a chance to wish her well. Pat Halloran has decided to retire um, for First Parish. Uh, she's well known to our community and has been one of our assistant sextants for a long, long time. And so she finished up at the end of June uh, this is her first Sunday of true retirement uh, from us and from maybe everywhere else, too. I'm not quite sure uh, what else she was doing uh, that she might have needed to retire from. Let me say a few words about Pat Halloran, and then we'll offer you an opportunity to send her a card. So Pat Halloran, who just turned 80 years old, began working at First Parish in Concord on September 16, 2002. During her more than 17 years with the church, she had worked half time or more doing all manner of tasks, including setting up for events throughout, throughout the meeting house, running the commercial grade dishwasher, providing parking control at memorial services, setting up coffee hour, troubleshooting during open table community suppers and cleaning the sanctuary. Many of us know Pat for her wry smile and calm nature. She treated every problem as if it could be solved. A big New England Patriots fan, 
Pat was sometimes torn between her work and wanting to get home so she could see the game. Especially fond of teenagers, Pat's presence on Sunday evenings made our youth group more successful. Pat also did a service to many people <sighs> by helping them complete their tax forms each year. We will miss her. If you would like to send Pat a card telling her, thanking her for her service, I will paste her address here in the chat. This will all also come out um, tomorrow in First Parish Weekly, so you can find the address there uh, as well. So I hope you will um, take a chance, take an opportunity to write Pat a card and to uh, thank her for her many years of service at First Parish. Here we go, I'm pasting it. There it is. Okay, her address is in the chat. As we begin to close our service, I would like to invite anybody who'd like to to stay on and chat a little bit here in the online chat. You're also very welcome to go to the worship sharing circle. It will begin immediately after the service and it will be done by 1130. Uh, we will put the link to that in the chat. If you're having trouble just pressing the link in the chat and getting there, just copy that whole thing and put it in your browser and you'll wind up there. Um, it's a chance to talk about the themes of the service uh, with some facilitators and to uh, be in a smaller setting with other church members. So I invite you to join the worship sharing circle if you would like. Uh, please continue to pay good attention to the website and to FP Weekly. Those are still the best sources of information for you. Uh, be sure and check your spam filter occasionally. I know that sometimes stuff I want to actually read goes into the spam filter. You can also like us on Facebook. Lots of announcements are going out there. And check us out on our new YouTube uh, channel. That's it for the announcements. And now Anderson is going to lead us in our closing song. Please join me in our closing song, Come and Go With Me to That Land. After everything that is going on in our world today, we know that one day we will all be united as one. We will be united as one. And this song is basically an inspiration that talks about that. So please join me as we sing together. Raise your voice and move together. Let us sing, come and go with me to that land. Come and go with me to that land. Come and go with me to that land. Come and go with me to that land where I'm bound. Come and go with me to that land. Come and go with me to that land. Come and go with me to that land where I'm bound. There'll be healing. There'll be healing in that land. There'll be healing in that land. There'll be healing in that land where I'm bound. There'll be healing in that land. There'll be healing in that land. There'll be healing in that land where I'm bound. There'll be justice. There'll be justice in that land. There'll be justice in that land. There'll be justice in that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound. There will be justice in that land. There'll be justice in that land. There will be justice in that land where I'm bound. There'll be brotherhood. There'll be brotherhood in that land. There'll be sisterhood in that land. There'll be brotherhood and sisterhood in that land where I'm bound. There'll be brotherhood in that land. There'll be sisterhood in that land. There'll be brotherhood and sisterhood in that land where I'm bound. There'll be loving. There'll be 
loving and that land there'll be loving and that land there'll be loving in that land where i'm bound there'll be loving in that land there'll be loving in that land there'll be loving in that land where i'm bound last but not least hugging there'll be hugging in that land there'll be hugging in that land there'll be hugging in that land where i'm bound where i'm bound there'll be hugging in that land there'll be hugging in that land there will be hugging in that land where I'm bound, where I'm bound. All right, thank you, Anderson. Come and go with me to that land. Let us all go together to that land. Let us go knowing that we are so individual and unique and beautiful, and yet we are so much a people, a people among other people, and if we go together, that we will make it there. Please join in the first parish benediction, saying, go out into the world in peace, have courage, hold on to what is good, return to no person evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the suffering, honor all beings. Oh.